You're listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, it's episode number 47. I've been away for a while, so it's been about three to four weeks since the past uh, podcast episode was published, but there will be a lot more of them coming more frequently uh, now that my time has freed up considerably, and uh, I'm looking to get many more inspirational stories of guys overseas, as well as interviewing more clubs and uh, things along that nature. Today's interview is with Alex Lee. Alex has been overseas for about 18 months straight now with a, a brief um, trip back home in between. He spent a couple seasons now in Europe and one winter in Australia. So we'll let him tell you all about that. Uh, his story is a very familiar one with guys on my website. He was injured in his senior year and that kind of squashed any opportunities for him to continue his career post-college. Uh, so he used his knowledge of baseball to launch a coaching career. And that is how he got his foot in the door with a club in Europe. Uh, and then once over here, he was able to prove that he is uh, a high caliber player uh, that can definitely um, find success overseas. So now he's, he's kind of gone from a coach overseas to now uh, a player in high demand overseas. So uh, yeah, we'll let, you, we'll let him tell you a little bit about his story. And uh, without further ado, let's get on with this episode number 47 with Alex Lee. This episode is sponsored by Sam Bat, the original Maple Bat Corporation. IBC is also the supplier in Europe for Sam Bat. So for any individual or team orders, please contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Burnsy. Good to have you. Or let's start that over. <laughs> Want me to start you. over already? <laughs> yeah. Okay, one more time. All right. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Bernsey, thanks for having me, buddy. So uh, you just landed back in Europe for your second stint, but uh, before we get into that, can you take us back and uh, tell us a little bit about your background in baseball and then uh, how it lead to, led to a career overseas? Sure. Um, well, I grew up just outside of Boston, and when I was about 13, I made a goal to uh, get out of New England to play college baseball. Um, just wanted to you know, leave the snow and leave the winters behind me. So um, I got an offer to go play at a school down in South Carolina called Wofford College. Um, it's a small D1. And I made it down there, let's see, graduated high school in 07. So I was there from 07 until 11. Um, played there in the infield for four years, second base and shortstop. Um, had a little bit of success, but kind of ended on a, on a down note. Um, I got injured my senior year. And then um, kind of had to hang him up after that and uh, had to figure out what I was going to do with my life from there. Um, I never really had any, um, any idea what I wanted to do outside of baseball, but I was always, you know, working hard in school, working hard to, uh, you know, get a degree and finish on time. And I uh, had a business degree, figured I'd put that to use and uh, sit behind a desk, do the whole nine to five thing. And uh, yeah, that, that really wasn't wasn't for me. I got into coaching about six months after I graduated, and um, that led led to me moving around the country a few different times for some different opportunities. Um, eventually, ended up in Atlanta, worked there for about a year and a half, um, 
worked in Austin, Texas as a manager at a baseball facility there. And it was, um, it was about four months after I took that job that I got an offer to go play in Austria last summer. Um, it was kind of out of the blue, really wasn't expecting it at all. Um, I got an offer to go play or coach a team uh, called the Tool and Ravens. And it was, from what I understood before I got there, it was more to coach. So it was to coach their um, A-level adult team, their B-level adult team, and then their 15U, 13U, and 10U programs. Um, so I you know, kind of, on a whim, I took it just because I wanted to travel. Um, I wanted to see Europe. I'd never been anywhere really to travel just to, just to see somewhere and explore the culture. Um, it had always just sort of been everywhere I'd traveled to had been with my baseball team, you know, mm-hmm. and we had eight hours a day where we had baseball stuff. And then, you know, two hours where we got to go to like a dinner buffet, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't really getting to go anywhere and, and see, see things and, um, get to really enjoy a city. So, um, I took it, it was just outside of Vienna. Um, and I got over there last April and that was, I guess, right before, uh, right before I got hooked up with, with, uh, meeting you and, and meeting you guys at Finks and Ball. Okay, so this is a, this is 2014 in in just uh, in the Vienna Austria area. And how did that come about? How did you like you said you got the offer, but how did you get your name out there, or how did they fund you? Yeah, so um, I had a teammate from high school that I played travel ball with when I was 16, mm-hmm. and we just had a really good group of guys that um, we all you know we all got along really well. We stayed in touch, and I think. Um, I guess the winter before that, so winter of 2013, we had like a, it was like a seven and a half year reunion for our 16 and under baseball team. And we all, we all went out one night and there was a teammate that was going to, um, to be in Tulin that following summer to player coach. So he actually had the job the year before I did. And then mm-hmm. what happened was he found a job that he liked back home over the winter and decided that he wanted to stick, uh, you know, stick around in Boston and, and stay with that. And, um, yeah, he pretty much called me up out of the blue and was like, Hey man, um, there's not much legwork that you have to do. I, I, I put in a good word for you and they're pretty much ready to take you if, if you want to, you know, just shoot your resume over to them. They'll, they'll get back in touch with you within a day and, you know, let you know if you got it. So everything happened really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what you're saying. So you kind of went on a whim. You really didn't know much about the level of baseball or what to expect. So, um, maybe you can. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the Tolan Ravens and, and which level that is within Austria and maybe try to give us an idea of, of what someone yeah, sure. that, that could expect at that at that level or going to a club yeah. at that level. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I guess the Austrian league was set up. They had the ABL, which is the Austrian Baseball League, which is what um, you play in with Atena. And there's, I guess, six teams in that, and it's mm-hmm. all over it's all over Austria, so it goes east to west, the whole part of the whole part of the country. And there's a level below that, um, and then there's a level below that, <laughs> and that's where I was. Um, so I mean, it was, you know, that w- with with how they do relegations and everything, there was teams moving up and down every year. So you know, there were some guys with with some talent in the league, um, but you know, there were a lot of guys that you know had only been playing baseball for a few years, and they were you know grown men. So there was, um, you know, you'd face a couple of guys you know, in the eighties and then you'd face some guys that were, you know, looked like they were throwing with the wrong hand basically. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) I I guess that was, that was part of it. You had a lot of guys in the outfield that couldn't really field their position. Um, you know, a lot of guys in the infield that, that couldn't either, but you know, um, with, with that, with that said, it wasn't, 
it wasn't terrible baseball. It wasn't a joke, but um, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting coming from you know playing D one baseball in the states. Yeah. So what what were you thinking? What were your first impressions? And what was your train of thought at that point? Did you think like what did I get myself into, or or did you just kind of say <laughs> um, all right, let's make the best out of this? And so, yeah, you know, because you mean, came over the, as a coach, so obviously they realized that they have you know some room for improvement and. Uh, um, you know, so obviously that's what they hired you for. What, what were you thinking when you first, when you first basically were witnessed uh, the level that they're at? Sure. Um, well, the, the first, the first thing we did was we had a training camp. It was like a, I guess a three day series of practice. And I think we were supposed to have an inter squad scrimmage or play another club and the field wasn't ready. I mean, you know how it is in Austria in the start of April. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the fields just aren't, aren't good to play on yet. Uh, but you know we were we were practicing. Everyone was working hard. Everyone was excited, and you know you, you can't you can't really ask for for much talent anywhere that you go. Um, all that you really hope for is that people are excited to be there and you know have a good attitude and want to learn. And you know that was what I expected going in, and that was exactly what happened. Um, you know a lot of people really wanted to really wanted to learn the game. I remember the first practice, everyone stuck around after it to keep hitting, um, and that was a good sign. And um, you know, as the season kind of went on, the attendance sort of started to drop off a little bit. I think, um, you know, in the summer there, a lot of people just go on go on holidays. Um, we had a lot of kids that were in university, and we had a lot of, uh, I guess, um, parents that had kids, and that's you know, kind of makes it tough to get to practice at five thirty right after work when you have a, you know, family that you have to take care of or you know, assignments that you have to do for school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got a little bit a little bit frustrating there. Um, I, I guess I had to realize that it was more of a, a hobby for some people than, than it was, um, than, than, I, than I was used to, I guess, you know, I was used to a lot of people having a goal in mind to say, okay, I want to get to this level or, you know, I want to do this, which isn't necessarily right or wrong, but that was just, you know, the culture that I was used to. Yeah. So at what point did you realize, okay, there's, there's, uh, there's a higher level that you can strive towards within Europe or international baseball. At what point did you did you realize, okay, this could be, you know, a foot in the door type thing, and, and I can maybe use this opportunity to, you know, create new ones. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I guess it was when when I got to Finksenball. So um, you've talked about Finksenball on the other podcast, so I won't talk about it too much, but. The only thing I really knew going in before I got over to Europe was to try to play in this tournament. Um, I talked to, I get all my bats from Jesse LaCase, who I think you remember him from the Home Run Derby at Finkston Ball. I guess he hit like 14 bombs or something. Yeah, he's, a bit of a le- he's a bit of a legend at, at Finkston Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I get my bats, all my bats made from him. He's got a company up in Maine. And he played in Germany, I want to say. And he met his wife over there. I think that was four or five years ago and you know i put the order and i'm talking to him on the phone before i go and the only thing he says is make sure you get to think some ball and i had no idea what it was didn't know what it meant i was just like all right i'll, I'll take your word for it so i got in contact with you uh via email i think you called me up a couple days later uh we talked for a few minutes and i said you know i'd jump on the train you had a place for me a place for me to crash um <laughs> it was a gym and there was a <laughs> i guess there was like four other teams sleeping there it was like the, the Polish national team and like a bunch a bunch of Russian guys. It was just a crazy mix. And yeah. then me and a couple other Americans and we're just sleeping in the corner, just like <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? But yeah. um, 
yeah, so I got there. I met you. I met Scotty. I met Kyle. Um, a couple other guys that work with the site. And, you know, from that, from meeting other Americans and not even networking, I'd just say just, you know, us hanging out and, and spending time talking baseball. Um, you start to make some connections and then, you know, you, you realize that there's there's other opportunities for you to go play um, in some other places. So from that, I got the, um, I got in contact with Justin Princeton, who ran the International Stars team at Prague Baseball Week. Um, he's an Orioles scout. And I just shot, shot him pretty much the same email I shot you. And I said, hey, um, you know, I'd like to come to Prague, just check out the city and, and play some baseball. I've got a teammate, Eric Brink, from college who's going to be there. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, just, I'll sit on the bench. I'll coach a base. I'll do whatever because I'm sure the roster is full. But um, I'll come, come hang out, do whatever you want. This is my contact info if you want me. Cool. If not, you know, it's all good. And uh, he shot me an email back. Um, we shot a few back and forth, and then you know, three days later, I'm in Prague sitting at a hotel the night before the game. Um, it's me, me and Eric Brank were roommates. We're watching TV, and uh, it's the night before the World Cup final or something like that. And all of a sudden, we see a commercial for Prague Baseball Week for the game that we're playing in the next day. Just sitting on a hotel bed, just kind of laughing, like, "Hey, that's that's a funny coincidence that we're watching a commercial for ourselves tomorrow." Yeah, but um, that was. That was pretty cool, but I guess what happened was Eric broke his hand the day before. Um, he took a fastball off, off I guess the bottom of the hand, broke his hand, and then Scotty showed up, and, and he couldn't play either. So all of a sudden, I went from I guess being like the sixth infielder on the roster to I was batting I think sixth the next day, yeah. um, and I played that whole week, and um, we ended up winning the tournament. I played pretty well, and then from there I got I guess another offer to go to check. I had contacts in a few other countries. And, you know, just like that, the ball really started rolling a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, for sure, there's there's good media coverage at Prague Baseball Week. It's probably the most known inter, international baseball tournament in Europe. And uh, I know that they have, you know, good online uh, media coverage. And uh, so, you know, you could toot your own horn a little bit more. You, you did more than just a little well. How, how, you know, you were recognized at the tournament for your play. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> what was are, it? Are you asking me? Is that a question or? That's you? yeah. I'm letting you finish it off there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I um, after we won the tournament, uh, our starting pitcher got the best pitcher award. Yeah. Uh, one of their guys got MVP, and then I got best hitter for the week. I think I went. I don't know. I was like one for two or two for three in every game with a walk and something like that. Yeah. Um, had a handful of RBIs and I hit leadoff at the end. So, um, you know, I, awards don't really mean that much, but. I guess it's kind of it's good to help further your career. I guess I sort of had a funny feeling when I got it. It was a couple emotions going through me at the same time. One was like, "All right, this is pretty cool that I got this award," and then I'm gonna, you know, I was happy that I'd, I'd have more opportunities to go play in some other countries. But at the same time, it was I sort of had the feeling in the back of my mind like I'm probably not going to be home for a long time. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, for sure. You know, it's just it's just one of those. You know, it, it's it's a great feeling, but at the same time, it's you know, there's yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a big family guy, and and family's real important to me. And you know, uh, I played in Australia this past winter, which we'll get to, but you know, I won't see my family for a full calendar year, which is kind of you know, it, it's just one of those things where 
I guess it's nature of the beast. You know, yeah. I can't just I can't just hop on a flight and be home in two hours. It's it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah, especially if you do go and play winter ball in Australia, which is yeah. what you did. So basically, uh, your foot in the door with the Tolan Ravens in third division Austria kind of you know built that international resume a little bit and then your experience at the Prague Baseball Week um so I I believe those played a role in in um you signing with I'm not going to say the name of the town like Tugger Tugger Tugger, (laughs) the Vikings uh, anyway uh in Australia so can you tell us the yeah the name of the club and, and where it's located in Australia and basically how how that all came about sure yeah so I got home in October, like I want to say it was October 10th, back to Boston. Um, I said before I was living in Austin, or I was living in Austin, Texas, the winter before. So I had to fly to Texas to get my car, which is it was a pain. It, I, it was a 35-hour drive back, something like that. So um, I'm in New York City. I'm visiting a friend. We're eating lunch, and I got an email from you, and it was just like, hey, we've, there, there's two teams in Australia that want you. Um, all you got to do is email them, and you're in. And it just kind of came up out of nowhere. I mean, I had just gotten a job for the winter back home. And, yeah, I got that email. I high-fived my friend. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Australia. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know when, but I'm going. Awesome. So, yeah, we got in touch. It took about 10 days for me to get over there, 10 or 14 days. Um, the visa process was real simple. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I got on a flight pretty much, I don't know, yeah, two weeks later. But it was from, it was from your website, I guess. I had a profile up there. Um, that I put up just because you told me to, to throw something on there. And, um, yeah, there's, I guess, teams that were looking through numbers. They contacted you, said, um, you know, we want want this guy. And, yeah, so they got me over there. Um, I, I got there. It was Tuggernong, uh, T-U-G-G-E-R-O-N-O-G. I don't know. Everything. It's all like Aboriginal yeah. Australian names, so, you know, a lot of them get pretty tough to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good pretty good quality league. Um, we had another American guy on our team that met an Australian girl three four years ago when he was over there playing, and he's married to her now. They just had a kid. Wow. Um, I'm sure he's listening. Hi Sean. Hi Taryn. Uh, just in case there. So. Um, yeah, they just had a healthy little baby boy, and uh, that was pretty cool. I guess getting to meet him right before right before I left. But yeah, so we had him over there, and then we had a handful of older guys that were between 35 and 40. Um, a few of them played like team Australia when they were younger. A couple of them played in the world baseball classic. Um, pretty good group there. And then we had a really strong group of 14 to 18 year old kids. So we had a really like big gap in the ages and there was me and that other American that were pretty much the two, the two middle guys there. Yeah. Um, so a lot of difference in, I guess, experience, a lot of difference in energy level, a lot of difference in commitment. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good league. Every you know, pretty much every pitcher we faced was another import guy. So they had they had some Canadians that were placed there by you, um, a couple other Americans that were placed there by you. Um, so you know you're, you're facing you're facing guys that were at least you know eighty mid eighties every game, and then there'd be some some guys that would come in that were just kind of flipping it in there but for the most part it was good baseball some of the local guys had played pro ball in the states um some of the uh some of them had played college ball too yeah so it was it was a good mix good competition you you definitely weren't showing up at the yard and just you know expecting to roll through a team it it was pretty competitive top to bottom cool and which state league was this uh it was act 
um, which is a Sterling Capital territory. Mm-hmm. So I was in I was in Canberra, which I didn't know I didn't know that Canberra was the capital of Australia before I went there. I just figured it was Sydney because yeah, it's the big city that everybody talks about. But yeah, I guess I learned something. So yeah. thank you for that. So what was the experience living in Canberra? Like, like, you know, um, what's the city like? Is there much to do off the ball field? Um, you know, I know I saw you you traveled quite a bit, but just within Canberra or or the Act territory, um, is there much much going on? Um, so it's really the only city that isn't a, a coastal town in all of Australia. Um, I could get into the history, but I'm sure I'll get it all wrong. So um, it's two hours from from the coast, uh, going south, and then about three and a half. Uh, Sydney's about three and a half hours north. So um, I, I made a few, you know, road trips to the beach. There was a decent amount to do. I mean, just like any city, there's half a million people there. So you know, tons of bars, restaurants, things like that to do. Um, there was some cool cultural stuff that was going on there uh, at the same time, but. You know, for the most part, the first half of the year up until Christmas, um, I didn't, I didn't really have, um, I didn't really have too much free time. I was just working a lot, so um, I got over there. It was a little bit different than than playing in Europe. You know, since I actually, I speak English and they speak English in Australia, I could get a job. So I had a working holiday visa. Um, I worked at a bar uh, a couple nights a week. Worked at a sporting goods store selling sneakers. Uh, did some manual labor. I mean, did did all sorts of odd jobs just to kind of fill up the days and, and make everything go by a little bit quicker and put some money in my pocket. But um, you know, definitely, definitely was busy at the first uh, the first part of the year, and then after Christmas um, or for the Christmas break, we had three weeks off, which was awesome because we got you know we got some time to travel. But I went to New Zealand for ten days with two of the other imports. Um, Ryan Juarez and Andrew Medeiros, who I think are two guys that you both placed or that you placed uh, with the Ainsley Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we had an awesome time in New Zealand. Uh, we spent four, or six days in Queenstown, four days just traveling around in a camper van, just going around doing, just doing everything pretty much. Um, it's a beautiful country. Had a, had a hell of a time there, and then you know we came back, and it was it was awesome because second half of the year, pretty much all the imports started hanging out together. Um, everybody was. You know, we were all we were going out all the time. We were, we were just having a good time outside of work. So, you know, it was a little bit less work for me the second half of the year, and more just you know enjoying myself and and taking it easy a little bit more. So, maybe, yeah, I heard you. They make uh, you can make pretty good money in Australia. The minimum wage is pretty high. So, did you spend up until Christmas just kind of working, saving money, and then it sounds like you worked less and just kind of enjoyed your experience a little more in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit just, you know, I think I was stressing myself out too much because, you know, I was working like 50 hours a week plus plus playing and trying to get to the gym every day, and I was just kind of, I didn't have any me time really, so, yeah. Um, and yeah, I was, I, I guess I was burning myself out a little bit and, and just putting a little too much pressure on myself to, to play well, to work all the time, to be at the gym all the time, and just, you know, stay on top of things, yeah. so... Well, um, it sounds like there's plenty of work at, uh, for imports that go over there on a working visa if you want to work or you want to make that money to yeah because you know, so, I know most clubs there don't pay a salary so so either you're on your own buck or you're working and uh, but it sounds like you could maybe work less then and just you know enjoy the experience a little more yeah I mean I, I was making you know I was making good money definitely more money than I would have been making doing the same work back in the states 
Um, the only thing that happened was the dollar, the U.S. dollar started to pick up while I was there. So the exchange rate got a little bit worse, but, you know, that's the nature of the beast. You know, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was definitely making good money. It's definitely a good option to, you know, play and go see a different country and make some money at the same time. This episode is sponsored by Sam Bat, the original Maple Bat Corporation. IBC is also the supplier in Europe for Sam Bat. So for any individual or team orders, please contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Great. So you had a good season there. And uh, did you manage to get home before your return to Europe? No. Uh, so the seasons actually ran into each other. So I didn't have time to, uh, I didn't have time to get home. Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much had to. Well, we made the playoffs. It was our first first time that our club had made the playoffs in, uh, I think it was ten years. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a good run. But we were, I think at one point we were we were five and nine, and then we ended up uh, fifteen and eleven or something like that. I don't know what it was. Okay. Um, cool. But but we made a good little run. We went you know one ten out of thirteen at one point, yeah. and uh, yeah, I thought I was going to have about a week or so to to get home in between seasons, but. Um, you know, you have to, you kind of got to book your flight in advance a little bit. Yeah. So when I saw that we were, I guess, on the bubble for making the playoffs, I said, all right, I guess I'm going straight back to Europe. And that was, that was how that happened. But yeah. we, we lost in the first round of the playoffs and then I had a week, a week to travel in between. So I went to Sydney for, went to Sydney for a little bit, hung out at the beach and then showed up to Europe and it snowed the first six days I was here. So, <laughs> yeah. The weather's yeah. been brutal. So Oh, I forgot to ask you. Were you with the host family, or did you? Have uh, yeah, I was with I was with the host family there. It was a um, it was a 15 year old kid that was on our in our club, and then his family. So, wow. excellent. So, 15 year old kids were playing with the men's team, or were they, or he was just within the club playing on the U15? Or, uh, yeah. So he was playing um, in the in the club's U15 team, and then we had um, you know when we were short on guys, we'd pull them up, but mm-hmm. they were um, I, I think. I mean, there were some of the better guys in the in the youth program. They weren't they weren't that overmatched. They were, you know, they they, they played pretty well for being 15, 16 years old. At the start of the year, it was shaky, but it, everyone really progressed throughout the season. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what helped helped us make our run at the end of the year there. Cool. So so now you're back in Europe. You uh, how did this come about? Now I think this you're in the Czech Republic. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the club and and how that opportunity came up. Yeah, so we're all. Um, I, I guess we were all sitting in the in the cafe after after we won at Prague Baseball Week last year. We played the the Czech national team, and their catcher came up to me and um, was like, "Hey, man, we need a shortstop for next year. If you want to, if you want to come to Ostrava." And you know, I'd never heard of Ostrava. Just pretty much said, "Yeah, sure, why not? Um, let's do it." So I gave him my email. Um, I didn't really think anything of it, and then three months later, he emailed me out of the blue. I just kind of figured he lost my email or you know, it wasn't going to happen or that they found someone else. And he's like, Hey man, like we got a contract ready for you if you want to come in, in April. So I said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Um, and yeah, it just kind of happened from there. He's my roommate now. Um, uh, he might even be here right now. I'm not sure. He might be outside. I got the door in my, in my room <laughs> shut, but yeah. So you're staying at his place. Yeah, sorry, I lost you there for a sec. Yeah, um, yeah, he's got he's got a two bedroom apartment. So cool. Yeah, I got I got one of the rooms here. So tell us a little it's bit about the, it. It's actually the first day where the sun has been shining here. Yeah, so yeah, the weather's. Not, it's, it's, gonna... ni- it's nice to know that uh, the weather gets nice here sometimes. Yeah, it's been it's been unusually cold this year so far. Oh, so yeah, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, 
tell us a little bit about Ostrava. I know like most of the clubs are based in Prague or Bruno, and then there's mm. Ostrava. So uh, I really know nothing about the town or the city or how large it is. Uh, uh, my impression is it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Maybe there's not a lot going on. Uh, can you fill us in a bit? Yeah. Um, well, Bernsey, it's not in the middle of nowhere, actually. Um, it's, um, I think, 30K from the Polish border. So we're pretty pretty far east here. Um, I think it's 350,000 people, 300 to 350,000. So, I mean, it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of families, it seems like, that live around me. I, don't, I mean, I haven't really... I've only been here for ten days, so I can't yeah. I can't speak too much about the culture of the city. But um, went out last weekend, and it was kind of a struggle to meet people that spoke English. So um, I might have to learn a little bit of Czech, which is disheartening because it's a pretty tough language. It sounds like sounds like people are coughing when they're talking. So <laughs> it's one it's one of those languages. There's accents everywhere, and yeah little you know lines over all the letters i don't know what they mean so what, what about the guys on your team can they speak english yeah yeah um most of the guys play on the national team um yeah. i think i think we have four guys that play four or five that play on the national team and then another four or five that are on the under 21 national team mm-hmm. and but, you're, um, you're the only import then or yeah as of right now uh, i think we're gonna we're gonna try to get a a guy second half of the year okay. so right after the college season's over so kind of like what um, Brink and then his teammate last year and Ben Homburg did. Well, let me know if you need any help. I, every day yeah, there's no, more, more and more talented guys that are finishing yeah, their college sure. career or whatever. But, but cool. That sounds great. I, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you at Fingston Ball. It looks like maybe you can come on the Monday. And uh, so I'm. Yeah, so yeah, we, we, we play in the. Is it Buschbinder Cup in Germany? Uh, that the, weekend? Yeah, I call it Bookbinder, but whatever. Book, yeah. Bushbinder is probably the right way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I mean, you're the one that speaks German. So. Yeah, then it's probably Bushbinder. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're playing, uh, so yeah, you're playing I, I in that. Playing okay. that. I think that's a Saturday or Saturday, Sunday tournament. Mm-hmm. And then okay. um, we, have, we have a Polish guy on our team, and I think we're just going to jump in his car and head to Fixing Ball either cool. late Sunday night or Monday morning. Cool. Then, yeah. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys need a ringer, let me know. Yeah, we we could always use ring. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll see what um, happens. I can you get you on a team. How are you guys looking anyway. this year? What's that? How are you guys looking this year? We look really good. Uh, you know, we, we we have a young team, but they're they're little, they're a year older now, a little more experienced. Um, mm. our, so far, our imports are doing real well and and fitting in. And uh, yeah, I just the, the atmosphere is really good around the clubhouse. So uh, I think we're gonna surprise a few teams this year. But we'll. Uh, Very good. We'll, we'll back that up pretty soon. The season starts in a couple of days. So, well, hopefully the uh, hopefully the league is leveled off a little bit. I know that um, I know that two of the Austrian guys are playing in Croce or no. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, hopefully that gives you guys a little bit more of a competitive edge there. Yeah. I think they for some reason they're allowed to still play in Austria, but um, yeah, really? yeah it, it doesn't matter. I think we're we're going to do fine. We we've added a couple players. We picked up a new Austrian player from a. Uh, a regional team nearby uh, who's a good player and um yeah i just think there's good energy right now so a lot of baseball you know as you know um you know a lot of success in baseball is just through team chemistry and and uh yeah, you know, and once the ball's rolling you know you just you just go with it and uh get that keep that momentum going and right now in preseason we're five and oh and uh you know we haven't played faced you know the the toughest competition but uh but yeah, we've been playing real well. So, so yeah. well, yeah. I mean, it, what you said a second ago about you know chemistry, 
Um, me and my best friend from home have talked about it a bunch, like whether or not winning breeds chemistry or chemistry breeds winning. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. which one is it? But I think it's pretty important to, you know, get everybody, get the team rolling before the season starts and, you know, have everybody show up and, and have the mentality when they show up to the field that, you know, they're going to win. Yeah. And you, you, I'm sure you've played on – it sounded like last year you guys kind of would show up and just expect, you know, maybe be down five in the fifth already, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's important to show up and, and realize that it's, it's zero zero and that you know, you're going to go out there and, and play the game the right way. Yeah, definitely. And I, I so far that's the mentality I see. So mm. perfect. Well, we'll make sure we meet up, whether it's at Fingston Ball or whatever. Yeah, sure. You know, you're always welcome. Um, so. Yeah, and one one thing, whatever you do, just don't don't call me like undersized or underrated or call me like an underdog story in this whole thing. Is that cool? <laughs> like like uh, Bob German there. <laughs> yeah, Bob German. I've got uh, I've got so many off the record stories for you. I think it would have been cooler if we just talked about you know if we just let it all hang out in this podcast rather than censoring everything yeah well we'll you know i'll consider that for a future you know whole mm. different podcast maybe yeah um well, is there anything else no anything else we missed uh you know um I, I wanted to you know this is what i want we could always talk about numbers and things like that but i i think the majority of my podcasts have covered that so i just wanted to hear your experience and and mm. you know show people that you can you know you can Get, when, when you get your foot in the door, it just opens more doors, and, and how your yeah. story developed, and you really, you know, left on a whim, and it seems like sure. opportunities just kept presenting themselves. Of course, you need to work hard and and be proactive and get out there. Like if you if you hadn't emailed me or you hadn't emailed Justin Princeton, then who knows what would have happened, right? So yeah, I mean, you, you can always look back and say, okay, if, if this hadn't happened, then I'd be in a totally different situation right now than than I was before. Yeah. So. You know, always just fire that email out, you know, just whatever you can to get your name out there. And, you know, if you do that, you can, you can, you can be an undersized underdog story like me. You know, you can, you can, you can end up playing baseball in Europe. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, you know, I think you're a good medium size. Let's don't go, let's don't say <laughs> Is, are you saying that I wear a medium-sized jersey? Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, you wear. Well, you know, it's hard for me to tell when we're standing next uh, to each other. No, they're. Um, it was funny before I got here. I was like, they were asking me what what uniform number I wanted, and I showed up in Austria and they gave me number eighty-eight because you know, <laughs> just I was born in eighty-eight. So yeah. they were like, "Oh, we figured you'd like 88. And I was like, "What? No, like I don't." It's a wide receiver number, and then you know, in, in Australia they gave me seventy-seven. And I was like trying to trade with all the younger kids, like, hey, you know, give me your, give me your uniform. But you know, before I before I got here, I was talking to to my roommate, and I was like, hey, just whatever it is, just under twenty and a medium. And he was just giving me, giving me a hard time for having to wear a medium. So. <laughs> Yeah, is yeah. what it is. So cool. Well, we'll uh, I'll definitely consider your suggestion for the, uh, you, you know, maybe the uh, uh, eighteen and older version of the podcast mm. episode. And I'm sure you got a few stories there, especially I just, from. I, Prime I need a. Uh, I, need, I need a cool. Uh, I need a cool pseudonym to go by, like Bob German. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, cool. And maybe uh, maybe put like a like a, a filter on my voice so you can't tell who I am. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got to keep it clean for the kids listening. So. Yeah, I hear. So, uh, you know, I appreciate it, man. I I got to go pick up my son right now. But um, I 
good interview. I think uh, it's inspirational. You've been around the world. You haven't been <laughs> home much, but you know it is inspirational. You've you know you kind of uh, you got your foot in the door, and now you've you've been playing baseball year round and uh, seen seen in a number of different countries and cultures. And you know I th- I'm sure there's a ton of experiences that we could add to this podcast episode. So maybe what we'll do is if there's anything you feel you missed or wanted to share, um, I'm going to do a write up for this podcast episode as well. So. Uh, with pictures and your story so we can include that in there cool yeah just uh i guess photoshop all my pictures so that i look bigger compared to everybody else (laughs) and uh yeah no but um yeah man no thank you for having me on really um you know we've had had some good conversations in the past on your porch and and all that good stuff and um no you're you're in this for the right reasons and i think everybody's saying good things about what you're doing you know you're, you're doing a you're doing a good job and i think everybody's been happy with the guys that you've placed and you know, you're making you're making the competition everywhere better because you know there's a little bit more transparency with people seeing who they're going to get. So, um, you know, you're doing a, doing a heck of a job with that. Good, good to hear. Thanks. It's always uh, nice to hear the feedback, and uh, mm. sometimes I, I you know I don't really get the feedback, and I want to make sure that uh, you know that there's you know there is a difference out there with these guys being placed around, and I do see the level of baseball increasing uh and, and the competition cr- increasing and more and more guys are signing up to do it um so we'll, we'll see where it goes from here yeah definitely i mean i think the best the best thing you can hear from people is that the level of competition is going up where they're yeah. playing you know yeah. i think that's i think that's the goal with with your site and yeah. you know you're you're letting people you know live out live out a dream and kind of take a victory lap at the end of their baseball career by seeing seeing different parts of the world so yeah that's awesome yeah it's cool i love it i I love you know i say it time and time again in the podcast but i live vicariously through you guys uh so it's it's i love hearing these stories myself um i just hate listening to my own voice but uh i always love to hear the stories so sometimes i'll listen to the podcast episodes myself because uh man if i could just go back 20 years and do it do it again then i i would have ridden that wave as long as i could so Nah, you did it right. Don't don't put pressure on me to do more stuff. <laughs> yeah, what one season at a time. You got to get yeah, home, right. Get home with the family. Maybe come play in Atnang next year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to. Uh, I don't know if I want to use the Deutsch anymore. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Cool. Thanks, Alex. Man, this uh, cool. stay in touch. And, uh, and I'll yeah, see I just you. want to say hi to my mom, who's probably listening at home. <laughs> Love you. Not a boy. I was always thinking of mom. Yeah, we'll see you at Fingston Ball or, uh, you know, maybe even earlier. I think Scotty might be coming here soon, too. So. Cool. Yeah, good. yeah, I played against him last weekend, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Says hi. So. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Good stuff. We'll talk to you soon, Birdsy. Yep, take care. That wraps up episode number 47. I want to thank Alex for taking the time to sit down and interview with me. Uh, and I like his story. It's it's a pretty common one, actually, that I find with guys on my website. A number of guys have um, you know struggled to continue with baseball because of an injury. And, uh, you know, it's not like he necessarily struggled, but he... He found another route. Um, the route was coaching. You know, he wanted to stay within baseball. He didn't want to work the typical nine to five job. Uh, so he decided to take up a coaching career. And, uh, you know, that's not an easy thing to do in the U.S. There's uh, a lot of competition. And uh, so, he, as you heard, he was traveling around uh, for various coaching opportunities until this international opportunity came about. 
uh, and through that, he managed to restart his playing career. So, uh, you know, so now he's enjoying playing around the world, uh, you know, experiencing different cultures, and uh, he could always fall back on coaching again down the road. And this obviously only builds his resume because while he's playing, I'm sure he's coaching uh, the odd youth team or whatever he's he's involved uh, with whatever club he's involved with. So. Uh, yeah, excellent story. And if any of you want to also pursue such a uh, international baseball career, there's a couple ways to go about it. You can create a free profile at my website, uh, internationalbaseballcommunity.com, where many clubs are often on there looking for imports for the upcoming season. Uh, and there's information about all those clubs with, uh, within the website for you to proactively reach out to them yourself. Uh, the other option is to hire our placement service. We've placed a number of guys in Australia and Europe, and we've been pretty successful at it. And uh, it doesn't mean that you need a pro background uh, in order to be placed overseas. Uh, as you heard, there's even clubs in third division Austria that are seeking coaches or player coaches. Uh, so there's um, a, variety, a wide variety of players and backgrounds that are appealing to clubs overseas and uh, so there's quite a quite a diverse selection of clubs to potentially get on with so uh, we're we're there to give you an honest opinion of what we think your chances are and from there you can make a decision whether to hire us or not so if you're interested, email me at internationalbaseballcommunity at gmail.com with the sub- subject heading placement service. Okay, until next time, take care, everybody, and we'll see you in episode number 48.